Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hello, I'm Kevin McDonnell and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Today I thought we'd talk about all things auctions. Lots of people have asked me, what's the difference between buying at auction and buying through an estate agent? So what I thought I'd do is spend a little bit of time talking through the main key differences and what you should look out for if you are thinking about ever buying at an auction. Now, I have bought at an auction myself, but I also prefer to buy sometimes either before or after the auction. And I'll talk a little bit about why that's better sometimes and a little bit around whether you should sell at auction as opposed to buy at auction. So what is the difference between an auction purchase or a purchase via an estate agent? The main key difference for me is when you purchase a property through an estate agent, you get the opportunity to go visit the property, have a look at it, maybe more than once, maybe two or three times even, just so you're really comfortable with that property. You could get a builder to take a look at it, um, get some quotes on the maintenance, so you're really clear on what your numbers are before you'd buy. But also when you put your offer forward and you start the process of purchasing, you can change your mind. So if anything pops up, if your circumstances change, you can back out of the deal. The difference with an auction is once you secure the purchase, so if your bid is the highest bid on the day of the auction and it's higher than the reserve price, which I'll talk about in a few minutes, then once that hammer drops, you are legally bound to buy that property within generally 28 days. And if you don't buy it, then you would lose your 10% deposit money. So the the owner of the property would receive the 10% deposit money, plus fees in some cases, and they'd be able to have their property back and maybe stick it in another auction. So I mentioned reserve price. So how an auction generally works is you'll have a, a lot. So each property is, is listed within a lot and they're listed from lot one to, for instance, if there's 40, 50 properties in the auction, they would be listed from lot one to lot 40, lot 45, for lot 50 in, in an order. And lot one is the first property that goes up for auction on that day, then lot two, then lot three and so on. Now, each property, when it's listed and advertised for the auction, has what's called a guide price. Now, the guide price is what the auction house suggest the property should sell for. And then it also has a reserve price. Now the reserve price is the key because the reserve price is the price that the seller, so the owner of the property, is telling the auction house, if it hits that number, so the reserve price or higher, they will accept the offer and the property can be sold. But any offer lower than the reserve price then it's not sold. So it'll be seen on an auction. If you ever look at an auction after it's completed, you see properties and they say didn't sell, that will be because it didn't hit the reserve price. So what generally happens with the guide price is auction houses want to get you in early and they want to build interest. And what you'll often see is the first few lots on an auction are priced with a really low guide price. And the idea of this is not that they're priced wrong, but the auction house are trying to build interest in the auction and they're trying to get people into the auction house early. Now, on the exact same thing happens towards the end of the auction. 
So they want to get you in early and they want to get you to stay until the end. So what they'll also do is they'll put the guide prices on some of the later properties quite low as well. And remember, this is just the guide price. The reserve price may be much higher than this price, but it is generating interest in the auction, getting those seats filled early. And you will notice when you look at an auction catalogue that the properties sold generally in the middle of the auction have got the most realistic sort of guide prices on them. Now, buying at auction, you you can get some amazing deals, but you can also get what I call property dogs. And they are properties that are not anywhere worth what they maybe think they're worth and properties that have got problems. So traditionally, if you go to an estate agent to sell a property and maybe it's got some issues with the title or it's got some covenants on it or it's got structural issues or subsidence issues or any type of issue with the property, that will be picked up really quickly through an estate agent purchase. But in auction, if you don't do your due diligence, if you don't do your research before the auction, if you don't look at the property, check it out, then you could end up bidding on this property, purchasing the property, having to put down your 10% deposit, and then finding out somewhere between the drop of the hammer and the 28-day completion period that you haven't quite bought what you thought you'd bought. And this is where people do give properties back sometimes. But also, and I've experienced this one myself, and I'll talk a little bit more about it in a few minutes, is you can put down your 10% deposit and then not have the funding in place. Because a huge mistake to do at auction is to buy a property without having your funding in place on the presumption that it's as easy to get funding as it is with a traditional purchase. Because it's all about the fact that you won't generally only have 28 days to complete. And it's very difficult to get your all your funding lined up in a 28-day period. So I'll give you an example in a few minutes of a deal that didn't go right for me, but I managed to fix the problem due to being part of the progressive community and being aligned to people who I knew could invest into the deal for me. And then an example of selling a property where I benefited where people had made a mistake in terms of purchasing without having funding in place. But let's go back to the auction house itself first for a few minutes. So before the bidding starts, you've got an auction pack, which is basically a legal pack of all the information that you need around the property. You need to look at this legal pack. So tip number one is always check out the legal pack. Get a solicitor to read through the legal pack, because if you're not familiar or understanding legal packs, get a solicitor to read through that legal pack and make sure that it's very clear that there's no issues with the property. Number two is always view the property. I see people and they buy properties unseen. You must view the property. An example of a property that I seen at auction a few years ago, and it was in the South Wales area, and I looked at this property on auction, and it was really, really cheap. And the guide price was cheap. It looked a great deal. The photographs looked amazing. But when you actually went to visit the property, where it was positioned was the key to the deal. It was right next door to a cemetery. Now, it wasn't just right next door to a cemetery, but in the side wall of the house, there actually was a tombstone for a grave. You would almost picture it as being built into the wall. It was that close. It was like tight up against the wall of the house. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I wouldn't want to live in or have an investment property even that close to a cemetery. I know I'm not going to live in it myself. It's an investment property, but somebody is. You're going to have a lot of tenants turned off by that property. Now, had I not gone to visit the property to see exactly what it looked like and exactly what the location was, you wouldn't know that it was right next door to a cemetery. So viewing it is critically important as well as looking at the legal pack. 
then showing up for the auction and showing up on time is very important because you want to see if there's other interest in the property, see what other people are talking about, get into some conversations. Don't let anybody know, though, that you're interested in a property or which one you're interested in. That's very, very important because you can get let other people think that this property is worth more money, more valuable, and you can pique their interest in it. So you want to be very, keep your cards very close to your chest in terms of what deal you may be interested in. Now, when the bidding starts, you have to watch out for the auctioneer and what's called off-the-wall bids. Because what you'll see is the, the auctioneer is trying to show some interest and he'll start bringing the price up and they can do anything they want between the first bid and the reserve price because it's not for sale. So they'll start taking bids in what's called off-the-wall. And they'll point at random people, but not at any specific person. So they'll more what's called pointing at walls and point towards the back of the room or the side of the room. And actually, they're not really any person bidding, but you can't notice that sitting in your seat. So what I like to do at an auction is I like to stand at the back of the room and just watch the auctioneer and watch what's happening and see if he's doing off-the-wall bids. And you'll know the point where the reserve price is hit. Because what they'll do is they'll specifically then say X amount from the guy in the blue shirt, row two, or X amount from the lady on on the left-hand corner. And they'll point and pick a person out to show that that's the person that's made the bid. And it's a really great way of watching the auctioneer and identifying where is that reserve price. And then knowing that now that property is going to sell, it's on the market, it's going to sell. And if if that doesn't happen at that point, or is generally that the auctioneer will stop the lot and say it didn't sell. This is where I like to get involved, at the point where it doesn't sell. Because now you can go and speak to the auction house and find out if the owner is in the room, and sometimes the owner is in the room, and try and secure a deal post-auction with the owner. Because the owner wants the house to sell. It hasn't sold. So now they're open to negotiations on maybe even a creative deal with you. The other time that I like to do bids on auctions is actually before the auction happens at all. And sometimes you'll see on an auction pack or in a a list of lots that are available for auction, it'll say sold prior. Now, sold prior is a great way of buying properties because quite often some people that are putting properties into an auction are really motivated to sell. And you could get a low offer put in before the auction even happens and try and secure that purchase so nobody else gets a chance to bid on that house. So I said my two favorite points to buy at auction are either before or after, but not necessarily during. Because during the auction, you can get your fingers burnt quite significantly if you haven't done your research correctly, if you haven't had somebody look over that legal pack, and especially if you haven't gone and viewed the property. Now, there's two different types of auction as well. You've got online auctions and you've got actual physical auctions where there's an auction house and you have to show up and you sit in the audience. There's a few fundamental differences between both of these two. So the the auction house where you come along and sit in the audience, when you arrive, you've got the auctioneer up on stage. He's got his hammer. He'll do the bidding. You'll bid. Other people will bid. And at the end of the lot, if if you've bid above the reserve price, you'll secure that property and they'll immediately take you away into a side room and you'll pay your 10% deposit. Now, what some people don't realize about an online auction is... When you register for that online auction, so you register your details, they generally take your name, your email address, your national insurance number, some information about you. 
card details, but you're ticking a box online to say that if you bid on the online auction and it's above the reserve price and your bid is accepted, then you are legally bound to buy that property. So very, very important that there's no hammer drop on an online auction. You don't see the auctioneer, you don't see a hammer drop. Your bid is accepted and the auction house with an online auction can legally exchange contracts on your behalf based on your bid. So you absolutely have to be sure when you're clicking that button to bid online that you know that this is a serious, serious bid and should the property sell on your bid, you are legally bound to buy that or lose your deposit money. Even if you haven't already paid the deposit money across, you've got generally 24 hours on an online auction to pay your deposit money across. You're legally bound to pay that money. If you don't pay the money, they can chase you through the courts for that money, plus all the interest. So be very sure when you put bidding online that you do want that house. So I said I'd share a couple of personal examples where I've bought and sold at auction. One of those was a property that I purchased at auction. And a couple of weeks before the auction, I visited the property, had a look around, got a good understanding of what I thought I could offer on the house, got a builder to have a look to work out the costs of the refurbishment and had my plan for going to auction in terms of what I was going to pay. Now, I needed to mortgage for the 75% deposit section and a JV partner, and I'll talk a bit about JV partnerships in some future podcasts so people understand how I structure my joint ventures, if that really be helpful for people possibly. But my JV partner on this deal was putting in the 25% deposit and they were also putting in the refurbishment money, but we were getting a mortgage for the other 75%. Now we got an agreement in principle, an AIP, Formerly, it used to be known as a DIP, a decision in principle. So either agreement in principle or decision in principle is the terms that a mortgage broker would use for this. And this basically is a desktop calculation by a lender that says, based on the property, if it is worth what you say it's worth, we would be happy to lend X amount of money, being the 75% deposit. But that is subject to them coming out and valuing the property. So physically having a valuer look at the property. But me being a beginner in property, I thought that my decision in principle meant that I had the funds secured. Do not make this mistake because it could cost you a lot of money if you don't have the right people around you. Because what actually happened was about eight days after the auction, the valuer came out to value the property for the auction house. What actually happened was about eight days after the auction, the valuer came out to value the property for the lender and they valued it at zero. They said it was unmortgageable in its current condition because it needed new kitchens, new bathrooms and quite a significant refurbishment, which I was aware of, but I thought with my decision in principle that I was in a place to proceed. So valuing it at zero, I had just under three weeks to come up with £100,000 or risk losing my JV partner's 25% deposit. Now, even if it's your own money, that's a massive risk and and a real, real stressful situation. But when it's somebody else's money, your JV partner's, it just magnified the sort of pressure I felt under. However, we speak a lot about the progressive property community and having people around you within the community. Well, I went to somebody in the Progressive Property VIP community, 
And the VIP is a, a year-long mentorship program that Progressive run. And it's access to people, access to joint venture funding, people who are walking that road with you in property and understand property deals. So I went to a guy in the community, in the VIP community, that I knew had funds available and had access to funds. And I explained the deal to him and I explained my situation. And he lent me the £100,000 at 1% a month for 18 months. So he saved the deal for me. The deal was a great deal in the end and I made quite a lot of money for me and my JV partner on it. But also he, he made a significant amount of money. So he lent me £100,000 and 18 months later he got back 118. So it was a win-win for both parties. However, I don't recommend that you buy at auction and then need to put yourself through that stressful situation. The key is having the money lined up before you ever make the bid. So learn from my mistake is the point. Don't do the mistakes that I've made. And that's the thing about property. I went out there and I made mistakes for years trying to do things alone. When actually, had I aligned myself to the right communities, not only would I not make as many mistakes, but also if I did happen to make one, I had the support around me to help me through that mistake. And that's what's really, really powerful about the community. Now, that was an example of what not to do in an auction purchase. So that was buying through auction, but I've also sold through auction. And one of the properties I sold at auction last year was a block of apartments. Now, I specifically picked an auction to sell it in because it's different type of building. If it was a terraced house or a semi-detached house, I'd just sell it through a normal estate agent. But a block of apartments in a normal estate agent's window, you're looking for a specific type of person to buy. And auctions are great for selling something that's a bit, little bit unique. So a commercial building that had converted to apartments, um, any type of commercial property, something that's bigger or different. Auctions are a great place to go because people look for that type of building in an auction, as well as putting in the sort of what I call the, the dogs that I mentioned earlier, the things that have got issues with them. But mine was a block of apartments and I thought, well, I'll put this in auction because the type of people that would look for this, they, they hang around auction houses. So middle of June last year, we, we went up for auction and it hit the reserve price and it was purchased for £295,000. Now, on the day, the people that bought it, and it was a, a father and son, they put down £29,500, which is a 10% deposit, and then started to look for their finance on the building. Now, this is a massive mistake. Buying at auction is one thing. Not having your funding set up is another thing. But this was their first property purchase. So their first venture into investment properties and they decided to buy a block of apartments but they didn't have property experience. The type of lender that will lend on a building like this is not the same type of lender that will lend on a semi-detached house or a tourist house. The lender will be a commercial type lender who will be looking for past experience from the landlords and they couldn't find a lender to lend to them. Had they done training, had they got educated, had they learned from people that have been down the road before them, they wouldn't have made this mistake. They would never have bid on this building because I know once I heard who the bidder was and that they had bought it and their circumstance, which was a couple of weeks in, immediately I knew that they're going to really struggle to get this building done. Now, they've got 28 days to complete. But we gave them about 17, 18 weeks almost. I gave them as much time as possible but they just couldn't come up with the money. They couldn't get anybody to lend to them. And they had to walk away and lose their 10% deposit, lose £29,500. 
some phenomenal amount of money. The auction house took their fee and the remainder of that money dropped into our bank account and I still had the property to resell at the next auction. So we put it back in the auction house again for the November auction and it sold again. This time it sold at 296 grand, so £1,000 more. Now this was an online auction I had put it in and the bidder this time was from London and the property's up in Nottinghamshire. The bidder in London never viewed the property. They registered for the online auction and this is what I mentioned earlier about always make sure when you register and you bid that you know that you are legally bound to buy. What he did was he took the highest bid at 296000 The hammer is dropped on that price because it was over the reserve so he's legally bound to buy. He had 24 hours to pay his 10% deposit to the auction house but the next day came and went and he hadn't paid the money. The auction house followed him and asked him, can you please pay the 10% deposit? He said, I need to do some more checks about the property. I want to see what area it's in and stuff. And they're saying, well, no, you've purchased it. You've bought it. You can't do your checks now. You've bought it at auction. And he said, well, I haven't paid my 10% deposit yet. And they say, it doesn't matter. You registered for the online auction. You're legally bound to buy. So he's backed out of the deal without ever viewing the property just sat at home in his sofa somewhere in London and bid on this property, not realising that he had to now buy it. And at the moment, myself and a JV partner who we bought the building with are deciding, so this was November, he had 28 days which have passed, we've got it back in in the next next auction. We haven't got the £29,600, would have been his 10% deposit. We haven't got that money off this person because they've paid nothing. But we have got a decision to make in terms of do we just walk away and put it back in the next auction or do we chase them for the money through the courts? And I'm kind of not sure which one to do and I'm leaving it up to my JV partner. We might just let it go, but it's a lot of money. Then my reasons for saying let it go is because I know what it's like to lose money in property and I don't want to see people lose money. But the reasons for saying, well, we shouldn't let it go is he stopped other people from bidding. There was other people bidding on that property and he, by bidding higher than them, prevented them from buying it. Maybe now they've gone out off and bought other stuff and we've been stuck with a property we wanted to sell. So he's affected us from giving it to somebody else. So there's pros and cons as to why we should chase him for the money or not. But that's not really the point here. The point here is this guy should not have been bidding on a property without understanding how the auction process works because you are legally bound to buy. Hopefully that gives you an insight into buying at auctions and the differences between buying at an auction and buying through an estate agent or director vendor and the key things to look out for should you decide to go down the route of purchasing or even selling your property through auction. So if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We go live every Tuesday. Also, don't forget to go to the Progressive Property Community on Facebook. So go to Facebook, join the Progressive Property Community, just click the join button and there's access to over 21,000 other property investors within the Progressive Community, all doing deals, sharing knowledge day to day. Also subscribe to the Progressive Property YouTube channel. So Google Progressive Property on YouTube, look for their channel and subscribe to that as well. As you can see, you can lose money or make money from property and it's very important to make sure you've got educated and you've got the right experience and the right training. And if you've not yet attended Progressive's Multiple Streams of Property Income event, which is their flagship training, 
then I would urge you to speak to somebody in the office, either email them or phone them. You can get their details on the internet. Just Google Progressive Property and get yourself booked onto one of the events. I'll be the host. Come and see me. Tell me you listen to your podcast. Tell me a little bit about you and um, hopefully see you there. Also, I launched a book last year, the No Money Down Property Investing Book. That's available on Audible and also on hardback. You can get a copy of the book if you're interested. The link is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash N-M-D book, all lowercase. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing and see you next week. Everybody.